everyone. This is Chico Hospital for Cats podcast, and we have been absent for a while due to all kind of stuff happening in the world and locally. And finally, we're back, and I'm here with Dr. Colleran. Hi, doctor. Hey, Samit. It's nice to be back because I sure missed doing podcasts. I don't know about you. Oh, I do too. I um, love this stuff. Yeah, and when we, when you and I were talking about many things and social media and other stuff, we were talking about posting some really educational, helpful videos about osteoarthritis. And then we said, why don't we just also talk about it for our followers, right? Makes a lot of sense, I think. Uh, especially because when I looked it up, and I, I'm going to be honest, I don't know much about it, but I looked it up for a podcast here and overall just to educate myself. It really feels like in dogs, it's like black and white. You know, you do an x-ray, it pops up, you know it's there, and you take care of it. And in cats, it's it feels like x-rays are not just the only way to go and determine. Is that correct? That's Yes, and in one respect, it's even more dramatic than that. And that is because cats don't manifest symptoms the way people or dogs do, we don't always have the opportunity to x-ray them. And we know that from the data collected by radiologists, that any cat over nine years old has a 90% chance of having arthritis in at least one joint. But we don't often know that the symptoms exist because they're so subtle. So we don't end up taking those radiographs. Yeah, so some of the clinical signs I've seen uh, mention weight loss or, you know, not weight loss, but weight gaining. And then weight loss would be I guess, the one way to treat it. Right. And, it, you know, obesity is a big problem in, mm -hmm. in our middle-aged cats, <laughs> um, just the way it is for Americans. And so, and that puts a lot of extra stress and strain on joints. So for young cats, it's, it's really helpful to get the weight off of them. But because cats are so hard to read, we don't often know. For example, uh, if you see a dog limping on one mm -hmm. leg, mm -hmm. the first thing you think of is about this dog has arthritis. Mm -hmm. or we should find out what to do about it. In cats, they'll do things like just sleep more or stop doing some of the things that they used to do. Depression. And so, yeah. And so, so they end up not being obvious to us the way they should be until now. Yes. And the other uh, couple signs that I found out was depression, like you mentioned, general change in the attitude, poor grooming habits, maybe, because you need to use your legs and arms to groom yourself. And Of course. And one of the most important uh, symptoms of that that I see really regularly is that cats have overgrown nails because they don't want to scratch on their cr scratching post anymore. So they get these long overgrown nails. And that's a really good sign. That, that is a really good one, yeah. Before we go jump to that new data you have, we should probably explain very briefly and simply what it is because when I looked it up, as far as I understand, it's the joints rubbing to each other. Is that correct term? To well, it, it's osteoarthritis is the, is the same in cats, dogs, and people. So it's usually proliferation of some abnormal bone, the loss of the distance between two bones that are part of a joint, mm -hmm and the loss of some of the articular fluid that keeps those joints moving smoothly in the joint capsule. So it's a number of different sort of physiologic changes that add up to painful joints. From what I read is one of the most important things here to determine this because the cats are so good at hiding it and some cats totally deactivate themselves when they come into hospital. Some cats 
you know, just don't let you know about it, right? And when you touch the leg, if they pull, sometimes it's because they say, I don't want you to do this, or sometimes it's because they're painful. So my, what I'm trying to say is, I guess the observation of the owner as far as what is changing at home, is the cat jumping easily up to the cat tree as it used to, or is it landing, uh, is it hesitating to land uh, from the bed, and that kind of stuff is very crucial, isn't it? It is, because as you say, cats don't act like they do normally when they come into the veterinary clinic, no matter what is wrong with them or not wrong with them. So, And who can do a, a, basically a, a joint exam on a cat that won't move, right? So we'll do a joint evaluation in a dog, and we'll put them on a leash and walk them around and see yeah. how they walk. Yeah. Cats, not so much. <laughs> yeah. So it is true, we do need the owner sometimes to participate in this observation for us. Especially if they can evaluate them and maybe even take a little video, because that's a huge help to us to identify which joints are affected and then make a plan for what we can do about it. So what do you have for us as far as recent research about this? Well, there's a new tool that has just been released because there's been a lot of research on osteoarthritis in cats recently that has demonstrated that it's a far more common symptom of pain in cats and, of course, affects quality of life for a great many cats that we, do, we don't know about. So one of our uh, partners developed a very, very simple cartoon form mm -hmm. of evaluation that, that anybody that has a cat can use to observe the, the cartoon and then watch their cat. And it'll give them the ability to see those subtle signs that are really missing if you're not looking for them. Yeah, so this cartoon uh, Dr. Collins mentioned, we will post this together with our podcast on the chicocast.com. And so you guys can go on there and watch it. I watched it after you sent it to me, and I think it's the very, very simplest way to explain and compare it with your own cat. To me, it's just a miracle because it's so easy to understand. It's so easy to identify what, what we're looking for. And then you can go and watch your own cat move. I even found something in one of my cats. Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> that must be Andy. So let's say they watched the video and there are some stuff they found just like you did with your cat. What are our next options? I know some medication could be an option. I read that um, laser therapy could be an option, which we have here too, right? Yeah, laser is a great opportunity to, to help with joint comfort. We also have a CC loop, a which CC is loop. another way of not using medication to control symptoms. We use a, a, a joint fluid supplement called Adequan. Mm -hmm. um, there are just probably six or seven um, different ways of addressing pain. And sometimes we use a couple of them all together to help really make for a much more comfortable kitty. But in the future, there's going to be some new opportunities to control pain without having to give daily medication. And that's coming. And that's one of the reasons why this big education push is in place so that we can start to help cats once we have even better tools for doing that. And also help owners start, you know, knowing more about this before oh, the tool right. comes out, right? Absolutely. So I also heard that surgical option is not so common in cats as in dogs. Is that right? That's right. Because cats don't generally need surgery. They don't have so much weight that they bear on their joints, especially if they're a normal size. And so most of the time we medically manage these cats. Is there an average age of cats that have commonly this or can it be 
after any middle age. Well, there are cer- certain breeds. For example, a Maine Coon cat has a, a genetic marker for hip dysplasia. Oh, okay. So that can happen even in a in a baby. But most for most cats, um, osteoarthritis doesn't begin to occur until after nine years old. One of the things that I think is really important, and people complain to me all the time about medicating their cats and how that relationship between the cat and the owner gets deeply affected by that. And so one of the things that we're working really hard on now is to develop tools and techniques like laser at the Assisi Loop and others that will not ruin the relationship that cats have with their people um, by forcing them to do something they don't want to do. Yeah, and my personal message is when your cat starts getting older and some activities change or reduce, it's good not not to say, oh, my cat is just getting older and now doesn't want to do this. There could yeah. be another underlying reason there. And there could be a way that we can make life a lot better for that cat. Exactly. So please uh, check out our website, chicocast.com, for the video that we just mentioned. It is a great one for any cat owner to see. And contact us if you have any questions. So thanks for listening to us. We will be, as always, on chicocast.com, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Thank you, everyone, and goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.